This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Hello, everyone. Jeff Hancher here from the Champion Forum. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Welcome back to another episode of the Champion Forum Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the subject of influence and maximizing your impact as a leader. You know, good leadership is hard to hard to define, but I've come to know that uh, when you see it, you know it. It's hard to really put your finger on it and define maybe what it is, but when you see it, you know it. You know, I've always told people that oftentimes people won't remember what you said, but they'll remember how they felt when they were around you. That's kind of how I see leadership. Leadership sometimes is hard to pinpoint on, man, they're, they're, they're a good leader and here's why. Uh, but man, you just know it when you're around it. You can just feel it. We've all had great leaders maybe that we've reported to and maybe some not so great. And so before I get started into some content today, I want to give you an exercise right where you're at. And if you're driving, obviously, I want you to think about these things. But I want you to list three characteristics of a person you would like to have on your team as a leader. Three characteristics of a person you'd like to have on your team. Could be anything. But here's my question to you. Do you possess those characteristics? Because here's what I've come to learn in leadership. You attract who you are, not what you want. You will attract who you are as a leader, not what you want. You know, as a leader, we, we always tell people, look, I need more effort. I want determination. I want people that are above reproach. I want loyalty. I want honesty. I want this. I want that. Do you possess those characteristics? Because you're going to attract who you are, not what you want. You see, when you're a leader of influence, you will become a magnet for who you are. You will reproduce who you are as a leader. And so today I'm going to talk about leading with influence to maximize your impact as a leader. Influence is critical to your success as a leader. I recently read an article in Forbes that stated that two out of five working Americans felt like they had a bad boss. Think about that. That means that there is a strong likelihood that you have people reporting to you right now that feel that you are a poor leader. Now, I'm not here to say that uh, you're here to make everybody happy uh, because that's impossible. If you want to make everybody happy, start selling ice cream. This is leadership. Not everybody's going to be happy. But two out of five, I think there's some opportunity for improvement there. I have found the key to successful leadership is absolutely influence, not authority. And I think as leaders, I think oftentimes that's where we get it wrong, is that we feel like whenever we get the title, all of a sudden, everybody's just going to fall in line. They're going to toe the line. They're going to do exactly what I tell them to do. And that might get you somewhere, but it's never going to get you to your fullest potential as a leader. The key to successful leadership is absolutely influence. You might hold a position, you might hold a title, but our influence will make us a great leader. You know, Margaret Thatcher once said it. She said, being in leadership is like being a lady. If you have to tell people that you are, you're probably not. Isn't that somewhat like leadership? If you have to tell somebody you're the boss, if you have to tell somebody your big title and all of these other things, you're probably not. 
You may carry that title, but you're not moving in that. You're not moving in influence. Here's how you're going to really know whenever you've arrived in leadership. When you can get people to work for you that don't report to you, then you'll know you've gained influence. If you ever want to test your level of leadership influence, go try volunteering at a nonprofit. Step up into leadership maybe at your church um, or, or a volunteer organization, the Red Cross, uh, the Salvation Army. These are people that are, are not on payroll, uh, that you can't fire, uh, but you would have to influence with, with um, leadership, leadership influence, not because of your, your title. That will give you a real test of if you are somebody that can lead with influence and adopt those principles into the workplace, into your own organization. So I have some good news, really good news today, and I also have some bad news. So I'm going to share uh, the good news. The good news is this. I have the absolute formula for getting influence and gaining influence and keeping influence. Here's the bad news. I'm unable to teach it to you. But here it is. The greatest leaders that I've come across with the greatest abundance of influence, they all have one thing in common that I have observed. They have a genuine care for people. And folks, that's something I simply can't teach you. You either have it or you don't. I recently interviewed a candidate for a leadership position uh, in my organization. And I asked the question, why do you want the job? Now, that's not a million-dollar interview question by any means. It's not really. uh, It would almost appear to be a layup question. Why do you want the job? You know, that's an important question to me as a leader, as a leader of leaders. And you know, the candidate responded with these words, Jeff, this is what I'm built to do. I get no greater satisfaction than developing people and helping them reach their fullest potential. Folks, I can't teach that. That's not a curriculum that I have. That is not a training session. That is something that you bring, not that you are are taught. You can't hire on skill alone. You hire on character and passion and know that skills can be taught. Leaders with titles think with their head. Leaders with influence always think with their heart. They think with their heart first, not just with their head. Now, that's not me giving you a license to be foolish and and not make good decisions and not have a strategy and all of those things. But leaders with great influence, they think with their heart. They think with people in mind. Leaders with titles, however, they look at what's in it for them. Leaders with influence, they'll focus on their people's best interest. And in turn, what I've observed, their people will make them great. You know, our ultimate goal as a leader should be our, for, for the people that are reporting to us, that are counting on us, that as a leader, we are helping them see their fullest potential. Because when people know that you have a genuine care for them and their livelihood and what they're working hard for and what they get up early for, what they're willing to work hard for, whenever we see our people see that we are willing to invest in that because it matters beyond the workplace— I have found that there is influence created. So to be a leader of influence, you need to listen more than you speak. You need to listen to what your people might be saying or would like to say. Nobody likes the person that never stops talking. We all have those in our life. Maybe you're one of those. It's all about them. They're so compelled 
to wow you with their knowledge and their superior results. Meanwhile, the whole time, all you can think about is, how do I get out of here? How do I get away from this person? And as a leader, here's the bigger problem. You have a captive audience and everybody's shaking their head and smiling and telling you how great you are. Why? Because you're the boss and you may direct their pay and their promotability and all of these things. And what you're getting at that point is lip service. John Maxwell often says it, and he says it so well. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. People are not really excited about how great you are and all of your knowledge. The greatest gift that you can give others is not to show them your greatness, but to reveal to them their own greatness. That's the greatest gift that you could give anybody. For those of the, the you, anybody out there that has a child, you know this firsthand. There was a time when uh, your child just started learning to walk, and maybe you had to get somewhere quickly. You could have easily just picked them up and ran. But there was something in you as a parent that said, you know what? I want them to do it. And you know what? That child, when it was small, probably like mine, always said, let me do it, Daddy. Let me try it. Isn't that really the case even where we are as leaders? So many times we want to swoop in, tell people how great we are. We're where we are, most likely because we did the job well. But you'll get to a place in leadership that you can no longer do it on your own, and your effectiveness will be diminished because you're going to try. And you'll swoop in and try to fix everything when what you really need to do is give the greatest gift that you could ever give and reveal to your people their own greatness. Leaders of influence know that they must earn the right to lead through caring that builds trust. I said it earlier. You don't always have to think with your mind. Sometimes you have to think with your heart. Um, think about those things. Let those things kind of sink in. Leaders with titles will rely on control. Leaders with influence, they will look to inspire trust. You can't be a control freak as a leader and expect it all to work out all the time. Now, look, you have to find balance. There's no question about it. I'm not saying to be soft and weak and wimpy. There's a time for tough-minded leadership. But a leader that's going to have the best type of influence is somebody that's going to inspire trust in their organization, that their people know that they can count on that leader to give them transparency and honesty all the time. Here's a side note, and, and I referenced this a little bit. Being a leader of influence does not mean uh, cotton candy and pony rides all the time. And this is a heavily debated thing across different personality styles, challenging leadership, motivational, uh, inspirational leadership, management of change, all of these different, quote unquote, styles of leadership. I'm here to tell you that you need to be well-rounded and all of those things are necessary. But sometimes I think we lean so far one way, maybe uh, leading with the stick, if you will, um, that we forget about inspiring people touching the hearts and minds of people. That's when people will really uh, rise up and do their very best work is when you're leading with influence. However, I'm not suggesting pinatas and, and parties all the time. You got to know when to exude tough-minded leadership. Tough-minded leadership absolutely has its place. Here's the caveat. When you have gained the hearts and minds of people, they want you to be tough. Because they know when you need to be tough, it's not because you're a jerk, it's because you care. 
And there is a difference. And they welcome that tough-minded leadership versus being around the water cooler and telling everybody else, that guy's a jerk. That girl doesn't know what she's talking about. They walk away saying nothing to nobody but saying in their own mind, that leader makes me better. You see, leaders of influence are driven on emotion, and they move with such a sense of urgency to switch situations, they don't necessarily think about repercussions to their actions. They, they move on such emotion and drive and urgency to situations. I remember a story of a, I had an employee once that was looking to quit, looking to resign. And this was a, an A player, somebody that I did not want to lose in my organization, but because of a, a course of events, uh, this, this employee gave their two-week notice. And uh, they were a flight away, uh, several states away. And uh, they called me in the morning and they told me, uh, look, this hurts me to tell you. But because of these circumstances, I'm leaving. And I said, you owe me a conversation at least. I'm pretty tied up. Are you going to be available tonight at 6 o'clock? Yeah, I'm going to be available. So you're not going anywhere. You're going to be available. Yeah. I went straight to the airport, got on the next plane to that city. And when I landed very close to 6 o'clock, I called that employee and I said, hey, I'm at the Starbucks on such and such. Can you meet me? And they said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm at the Starbucks five minutes from your house. I want to meet with you. I want to talk to you about this. You know, I didn't think about the cost of that plane ticket. I didn't think about, you know, maybe uh, what were the repercussions of from my boss was going to be. I knew that this was an employee that I needed to save. And I was able to do that. And that employee had, went on to thrive. You see, you have to have good emotional intelligence and sometimes apologize later. And that's not me telling you uh, that you should be a rebellious renegade. But I'll say this, confident leaders of influence are certain of positive outcomes that justify any return on investment that you might be putting up there. To be a leader of influence, you have to be driven on emotion. Some great habits, if you're taking notes, of people that I've observed that lead with influence in, in a very great way. One of the things that they do is they incorporate the team in finding solutions and creating strategy. A leader of influence doesn't believe that they have all the answers. The best answers, leader, to your biggest challenges that your organization faces are never going to be found in the corner office. If you want to be a leader of influence, get out of your office. The answers are not in your office. They're with your employees. All of the great ideas always come from people. Great leaders of influence won't just go around talking about being a great leader. They aim to be about it. You can't just talk about it. You know this, people see much better than they hear. They hear you saying how great you're going to be and how much you care and how you want the business to thrive and how you care about their families. But you can't just talk about it. You got to be about it. People see better than they hear. Leaders of influence also, from what I've observed, they focus on solutions, not blame. A great leader will focus on remedy, not the problem. Leaders of influence don't focus on who's right. They focus on what's right. 
They don't let they don't let the pettiness of the day to day, you know, affect how they're going to lead. They look at the situation and they figure out remedies to the situation versus looking at people and trying to prove somebody wrong. Because sometimes if you're good at proving people wrong and maybe you're a good debater as a leader, you'll win a lot of battles. There's no doubt about it. But you're going to lose the war. You're absolutely going to lose the war. Don't lose, don't win battles for the sake of the war leader. To be a leader of influence, you have to focus on strengths, not weaknesses. Find people doing things right. If this is something that's not natural to you, and uh, you're more uh, looking at how to improve the bottom uh, versus applauding the top, this is something I tell leaders that struggle with this. Get three 50-cent pieces and put them in your left pocket before you leave your home every single day. And before your day is allowed to end, you have to say three positive things to somebody, catching somebody in your organization doing something right. The only way your day is allowed to end is if all three 50-cent pieces end up in your right pocket. That's going to be a measure of accountability. Because look, I get it. I've been in fast pace. I've been in high urgency. I've been in pressure deadlines. I understand it. And we can get so caught up with the mission that we lose sight of the people that are actually the ones getting us to the mission. And so whatever parameters you have to put in place, put them in place so that you make sure that your people know that you care and you're catching them doing something right. The other thing that I've seen uh, from leaders of influence is they don't make excuses. Leaders of influence are not excuse makers. They accept failure and they recover quickly. If you get too good at making excuses, I can promise you this, you won't need to be good at much else. You're going to become a professional excuse maker and your people will see right through it, especially leader with your boss. If you are throwing your people under the bus to save face with your boss, you will lose the entire organization. I've been there. Maybe you've been there. Don't make that mistake. Stick up for your people. Fight for your people. And when you're winning, give them credit. And if you're losing, you take the blame. As the leadership goes, so goes the group. If you're winning, it's because you have a good team. If you're losing, it's your fault. Take the brunt of the problems on your shoulders as a leader and don't throw your people under the bus. Leaders of influence, I've observed, are also very consistent and they develop a very strong personal brand. Their people know what to expect from them. And this fosters a duplicate of who you are. I've said it in other podcasts. You will become a magnet of who you are. You will attract, I started the podcast by saying, you will attract who you are, not what you want. So refrain from taking credit and make sure you're consistent in developing a strong personal brand. And know this, leader, there's a fine line between manipulation and influence. Manipulation is very short-term gain for the leader and has very long-term detrimental impact, very negative impact. For example, uh, somebody says uh, they're going to quit if this doesn't happen or that, and you say, hey, look, next time uh, you're up for a promotion, you're going to get the job, 
or the next time uh, we're looking at pay raises, I'm going to give you X percent. Don't manipulate people and tell them something maybe that you can't uh, with certainty follow through on. You see, the difference between manipulation and influence is influence is a mutual benefit between you as the leader and the people that are reporting to you. Influence, in my experience, is built by making deposits in people over the long haul. This is not something that you just show up and have. This is not something that you just show up and get. If anything, you have to prove to people that you're a leader of influence, and that is made over the long-haul deposits that are consistently made. So know that. So to be a leader of influence, another thing that I have observed is you have to be innovative, and you have to be intentional about making deposits into people. What does that look like in your organization? Is it uh, just a mere thank you, you did a great job? Have you ever considered this? Some of the biggest impacts that I've gotten out of people that have reported to me is not, not so much telling them, but also showing them and their families not what they do, but who they are at work. And uh, it's not because I want brownie points. It's because I value people. I wrote a letter one time to one of my employees' spouses. And uh, it wasn't about uh, their results. And this person got great results, one of the best. But it was how this employee went about their workday, how they influenced other people, uh, the impact that this employee was making on other lives. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, this person is truly a difference maker. And if I were that person, I would want my family to know that. And so I wrote a letter to the spouse and the kids of that employee. And I told him, look, uh, you probably know by now, your dad is really good at what he does here at this company. He gets the trips and and nice things and, and all this. And you probably know this, but I want you to hear it from me. Your dad is somebody that can be trusted. Your dad is somebody that has unwavering worth at work ethic. Your dad is somebody that has high integrity And I wanted you to know from the bottom of my heart, your dad and your husband represent your family very well, and we're fortunate to have them. And the time that he's with us, I want you to know, I appreciate the sacrifice you make to let us have him. You know that spouse posted that on Facebook, and uh, I don't want to sit here and get exaggerated and tell you it went viral, Uh, but I'll tell you what, it made a difference. I didn't expect that kind of a reaction. I wrote that letter because I felt that way. It, it came from the, the pit of my heart. And I can tell you this, the relationship that has been forged uh, over the years with those types of employees uh, have stood the test of time. And so think about those things as you, uh, as you go to lead uh, your people as well. So listen, a couple of things as I, I come to a close here today. If you're going to lead with a title, you're probably going to be heard. But if you're going to be a leader of influence, you need to be listened to. We've all been in the meeting uh, where we had to hear somebody talk. But you've been around a leader at some point that you couldn't wait to listen to. Why? Because they made deposits. There was take-home value. They said something that made you better. Don't be a leader that is heard. Be a leader that's listened to. Do your people want to hear you? Or are they forced to listen to you? There's a difference. 
Either way, you're going to have people around you, but the output's going to be drastically different. Your success as a leader will be built on your ability to influence. Your upward mobility absolutely demands it. Your earning potential, no question, demands it. Helping your people reach their fullest potential absolutely demands you to be a leader of influence. I want you to take a moment. I want you to think about the leaders you have had that lacked influence and only led with title. I want you to think about how that felt reporting to them. Learn from them. Make the adjustments that need to be made and don't repeat the same mistakes. Now, I want you to take a moment and I want you to think about a leader, a coach, a parent, somebody that you had that influenced your life, made deposits that made you better. Better as a person, better as an employee, a better person in your community, whatever that might be. Learn from those leaders and build upon your experience from them. Take a moment, even now, reach out to them and thank them for the deposits that they've made in your life. Gratitude goes such a long way. As a leader, it means a lot to get some positive affirmation that you're doing some things right. Take time today. Think about those leaders that have made deposits in you that truly led with influence, that have made you better. Reach out to them today and just thank them. Everyone, I hope today's message was impactful, thought-provoking. I hope it stirs you to lead with influence to ensure the most positive impact that you can make as a leader. I really appreciate you joining today. Uh, If you found this valuable, if something I said stuck with you, something that I said is something that you're going to apply to your leadership style, something that you're going to share with others, it would mean the world to me today if you would subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it, share it with others. And also, you can follow me on social media at the Champion Forum. If you'd like to contact me directly, you have questions, Maybe you have some feedback about anything that I talk about. You have some ideas maybe about future uh, subjects that you want to hear about on the podcast. I want to hear from you. Please reach out to me at Jeff Hancher at thechampionforum.com. And until next time, remember this. You have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.